Hello, and welcome to another episode of Master Your Mindset. I am your host, Jared Fink, and on today's episode, we have one of my brothers from my men's group. His name is Sergey, and he has an incredible story to tell about how he basically transformed his life and is now on a path filled with love and serving his purpose of helping others. Sergey, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling today? Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, it's a, it's a, it's a great day. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the summer, uh, well, the warm spring came, came really early this year. I live in the forest here north of Toronto. It's an uh, incredible, incredible time. You know, the, the, uh, the nature is up. I planted my, uh, my uh, tomatoes and, oh, nice. <laughs> and other plants. And, and uh, you know, the, the air is so fragrant. I'm not sure, it, maybe it's due to, uh, you know, to reduce traffic or something. But I honestly, I feel like I'm somewhere in, in Mexico or something, like really, really nice. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. And I also live out in the country, so I can definitely relate to that a little bit. Um, so what I want to kind of just talk to you today about is just a little bit about your story, right? Like, um, I know a little bit about you through our men's group and you shared your kind of story with us. And I thought it was so captivating on how you went through this transformational journey. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast so we can kind of share it with our listeners with the hopes that maybe somebody will get some good insights and maybe they can make a transformation in their own life. So... Yeah, so if you don't mind, maybe you could just take us back, tell us a little bit of, you know, we don't have to go into too much detail about your past, but give us kind of an overview um, of like who you were before, and then you can kind of lead up into when your life kind of started to transform. Right. Uh, so, you know, um, the best the best way to describe, to describe me uh, um, before, um, before the disease that happened in 2003, you know, I was like most people here in North America, you know, very uh, hard driven, hard driven to achieve, uh, going after educations, uh, career, you know, uh, perfect body, you know, perfect lifestyle, obviously not copying from other people without even knowing that. And, you know, life was, you know, I couldn't complain. Uh, it was busy. I loved being busy. I loved being successful. So I got to Canada in 2000. Within a year, I got a job at the bank. I got into university program, you know, a prestigious one. And, you know, I was happy, you know, I was kind of showing off, like not maybe even knowing that I was, but, you know, my friends kind of like, you know, respected me for, for what I was doing. And, uh, I guess my wife was happy and I was able to provide for the family and, you know, I was looking for the bright future. So I didn't know uh, where I was going with that. Uh, there's, there were a few thoughts, maybe if not, if not, if any thoughts about long-term development or about who I was or about why I'm doing what I'm doing, just probably because everybody was doing and I was doing that too. So, you know, at some point, Life got, got busy, busier and busier, you know. I was getting into um, senior years at university and, you know, program was tough and hard and I was working full-time at work, taking a lot of responsibilities upon myself, you know. Uh, times, times got busier, even busier, uh, fewer weekends. Um, but, you know, I was holding strong. I had very good energy, very good uh, kind of attitude and... Uh, um, you know, family supported me, so um, I was raising a little son. So all these uh, things that nurtured me were working fine, uh, were supporting me. But, you know, at some point, in about three years of, of uh, you know, hard work like that, uh, basically, you know, study, study, work, work, no time for leisure, no time for, for appreciation of life. Um, you know, sometimes I got... got with my friends and we drank heavily, you know, just to take off the stress and everything. In 2003, one morning in the early summer, I woke up uh, around like maybe four or five o'clock in the morning, just when, when you know, and when the, the sun started rising, I woke up and um, I started, like, you know, something, I felt very, very strange. Um, you know, I felt like, like uh, 
like somebody somebody whacked me on on the head with something like you know with a stick or something like the room i was i was feeling very dizzy uh never felt like that before dizzy sweaty like you no know, the room was kind of kind of spinning around and you know i was not sure what's going on should i get up should i should i like you know it's too early still like several hours of sleep so um and then I, you know, got up in the morning, went to work, and um, I don't remember exactly all the details, but I came back from work and uh, I went to sleep. And then I woke up again uh, at about two o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't sleep until until the morning, you know, I felt, felt very, um, very, uh, I don't know, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't fall asleep, um, you know, felt again, dizzy and, um, restless you know uh, then when went to work again and you know i'm not sure, not sure how many days passed until until there was a night maybe like within a week or so uh that i started having like really strange thoughts at night so it never happened before like i said i was always a heavy sleeper my wife was complaining that i was snoring like i had very deep sleep all the time never had any any insomnia uh, any nothing of, of that sort and then I, you know, because I couldn't sleep, um, the tiredness started catching up with me. During the day, I got a little bit more irritated. At nights, I started started experiencing these thoughts, and these thoughts were kind of like, you know, a little bit of a of a paranoia, a little bit of a doubt about about myself, about what I can do, because life was still very pressure, like a lot of pressures. I had to, like, you know, didn't have time to rest couldn't take a day off in my life, you know, what kind of that kind of person. So um, those pressures started like, you know, mounting. And I honestly, I started doubting that I could pull them off. I, I doubted that I could pull off, pull off the projects at work, that I could go to university time and everything. And at some point I started like really getting getting into, into this into this anxious, anxious thinking. Can, can I just and ask? I never had any anxiety. Um. Yeah, sorry, Sergey. Just up to this point, was was there anything specific happening in your life that was causing extra stress or extra anxiety that was maybe contributing to you feeling this way, or was it just the buildup of everything that was kind of going on in your life? Yes, it was. It was a buildup. It was a buildup. Like I said, I was studying, I was working, I was going to the gym, playing squash in in a league. So on the weekends. So I guess it's general exhaustion. It just caught up at some point, you know. Were you happy? Like, do you, do you remember how you were feeling at that time in your life? Do you think that you were happy? Or do you think that you're more on like a, like you said, like an autopilot where you're just kind of like doing the things you were supposed to do? You know, I honestly, I never experienced unhappiness. I always had the kind of drive and motivation and energy with that with that that I always was able to do things on time always was successful no matter what I was doing you know no complaints on anything you know um, it's just that at that time these nights I couldn't fall asleep anymore so and then the anxiety started started happening thoughts I mean wow I started like thinking about about not being able to do what I'm doing not being able to pursue what I was pursuing, including including my career, including my university studies. Like, you know, I started like thinking, my God, what is, what, what's going on with me? How I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing? And at that time, these thoughts, they they went from just being a little bit worried into, into really, really like deep panic. I never had any panic attacks before. I, I didn't even have them. So, and then, you know, day after day, there's no sleep. I get, I'm getting exhausted like never before in my life. And it's like heaviness in my head, not being able to concentrate. I'm a software engineer. So I, I need my, my, my rest. I need my sleep. I need my, you know, the, the restored body and mind in order to perform. And I couldn't. And I started skipping, skipping classes at university. And I started like, you know, coming to work and I was, wasn't able to concentrate on work. 
and that started like causing so much anxiety that that you know it, and it's so exhausting when it goes like for, for for days on on days and there's no break it's not like you know two days i'm feeling okay and then there's a break i fall asleep and everything is gone no it really really came on so strong that these panic attacks that I only months later, I learned that this is called panic attacks. I didn't know basically even how to call it, what it was. I, I was just like, what's going on with me? I don't know yeah. how to talk to you. Were you afraid? You were, know? You, like, were you scared? Did you think that something was wrong with you? In turn? You, the thing is, it's not even that I could, could say that I was scared. You know, the, the nature of panic attacks is such a, such a mystery because the panic attacks, they come on, come on to you and the mind starts running the show on its own. There is nothing you can do, but it just comes to you and start like throwing all these, all these scary thoughts about like failing, about not being able to continue to, you know, to, to, you know, being afraid that they will fire you for, for, you know, that you're going to lose employment that, you know, like, and you have your monthly expenses and everything. So the life was structured in such a way that if I come on, come, come offline for a month or two, it's a disaster. And, and, you know, or thought, or so I thought, so the mind presented me with, with, these, with these ideas. And, you know, at some point, at some point, I was just beyond just being slightly affected. I just realized two, three months down the road that my body started taking a hit. I started losing weight. I, um, you know, I, like I said, I couldn't sleep. Uh, like, you know, I couldn't concentrate always this heaviness in the head, like, you know, I couldn't, couldn't think properly, you know, what they call mind fog. Yes. So that started like, you know, affecting me, I, you know, simple problems at work, I couldn't, couldn't solve. So yeah, that's, that's, that, that basically was the beginning of, 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 uh, uh, of the disease of the mental disease that, that went on after that for, for, for years. So when you look back at that period of your life, do you have a good idea now or of how, it seems like you have a good idea of how it was caused, but do you have an idea now of like, you know, why you were getting like these repetitive panic attacks, why you couldn't sleep? Like, do you have a good understanding now of, you know, what was kind of contributing to that? Yeah. Yes. So now 20, 20 over, like almost 20 years later, you know, it took me, it took me slowly month after month. I went to the doctors and I went to the doctor, to my doctor, to my family doctor. I tried to describe maybe like about three, four months after that, I just realized, yeah, man, you need, you need help. I need help. I, something is going on. I can't talk to anybody about that. I don't know what's happening. I basically starting to drag my belly, drag my feet. I, 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 I stopped communicating with, with, my, with my friends. I noticed that I can't drink alcohol anymore because instead of relaxing me, it just make, makes, me, makes me like, you know, feeling some kind of like, again, even more anxiety. So I stopped doing that. I, I kind of like, my life started changing. So then later, month after month, doctors ne never gave me any clues whatsoever. You know, just, yeah, that's, that's insomnia. So good thing I learned that I have insomnia. So one thing that I know now that there is insomnia, that's a condition that I have it. So I started then going online and started learning about, like I, I've learned that, that a lot of people, so, you know, you go online and say, I can't sleep. What, 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 what does it mean? And they say, okay, this is insomnia. Okay, I experienced this kind of like uh, thing in my body. So I learned, okay, this, this is anxiety. These are panic attacks. And what, what is it? What are the conditions that cause it? So I started learning slowly, slowly about that because I was getting really paranoid that I can't sleep. I can't, like, you know, at work, I started feeling very strange and weird around people, not, not, not my, old, my old self, you know. Um, so many years later, uh, many years later, I, I was, you know, I was, I, I've learned a lot about mental disease. I've, I've learned a lot about consciousness about uh, stress, about fatigue. I had this uh, con condition called uh, tinnitus. It's basically it's ringing in the ears. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, such, a, such a debilitating condition that at night, it's just like ringing all the time, ringing all the time, combined oh, wow. with panic attacks. Yeah. It just, it just drives you crazy. Yeah, it must crazy. drive you crazy. So you have the panic attacks, you have the ringing in the ears, 
you know, you have insomnia, you have anxiety, you have stress. At what point do, do you kind of say, whoa, like something's got to change here. Something, you know, I need to do something different here to get some different results. Yeah. It, it was, it was dragging, you know, like, I mean, it was dragging, uh, you know, the, the human body, human, human body is very strong, uh, you know, machinery, like it can withstand a lot of stress and in a prolonged period of time. So I think that, that, that it was going on for about a year or so that I was kind of like, you know, barely, barely making it through the day and, you know, barely going to sleep, maybe like in the morning, I would like, fall just a little bit just for 30 minutes like a little bit until it's like very very you know uh, uh, uh sensitive sleep that i got a little bit maybe a little bit of rest a little bit but at some point uh, maybe two years down the road i was so not you know okay and uh, i basically you know asked my wife i couldn't be with her anymore i couldn't be with anybody i couldn't be in bed with her because I couldn't sleep all day. I, I was afraid of waking her up. You know, she was seeing that something is going on with me. I'm changing, like, you know, everything around me is changing. And I basically asked her to, to for separation because I knew that, you know, that I needed, I needed my, my own space. I, I, I knew yeah. that something is, is really bad happening to me. You needed to figure like out yeah, what was going on with you for sure. Absolutely. And, and you know, my, my family doctor, you know, he sent me to a, a like a hypnotherapist and to a sleep study, but nothing, nothing came out of there. It's like you know, nobody could tell. They never even even mentioned cannabis as a way for me to relax or alleviate my 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 stress, my my insomnia. Just once. Is that is that what you think? A lot of it was tied to was stress. Like if you had to narrow it down to kind of one kind of thing that was a condition for everything. Do you think it was stress? Do you think that was the core of it? Like the stress of like school, work, your family, like trying to maintain a certain image, like all the things that kind of, you know, in our everyday society are, are the boxes that we check off, right? Like I need to do all yeah, these things yeah, to be a success yeah, yeah. or to be a man or, or to be portrayed a certain way. Do you think all that contributed? To you just having stress, yeah. I would say, I would say, in a, in a, in a, you know, in a short way, I would say that that my spirit was broken. Everything that was feeding me all my life. It's so fascinating to me, just because, like, when you started talking about this, you were like, everything was good. I wasn't unhappy. Like I was doing all these things, but then just subconsciously or something about you was off, right? And and that kind of like set the tone. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Sounds like for two years, which is a long time to have to go through that. So so bring us to like the kind of the point where okay, that two years and is up. during that, yeah, um, yeah, during that two years is up, and then you you know you started talking about cannabis. Was cannabis kind of your first introduction to like a medicinal um, alternative to treating what you were going through? Yes. So. Um... I am, I'm, you know, back, my background is, is, is Eastern Europe. So I grew up uh, in the Soviet Union, right? In the Soviet Union, we had a very strong indoctrination in terms of, you know, um, mind-altering substances. So basically, we had no education about that. We had very harsh punishments. And cannabis was considered a really bad thing. You know, they were indoctrinating us. Like, in my mind, cannabis was only for criminals and, like, you know, mafia you know, bad people, really bad people. So I would never touch cannabis before, you know, it's like, plus it was illegal in Canada, right? And I met, met, a, met a lady after I uh, separated with my wife. I met a lady about three years into this ordeal. And, you know, uh, I was really like, you know, I, I, by the way, by that time, I, I already quit job. They, uh, you know, they fired me, by, by the way, because I was not able to, I was getting in conflicts with everybody, was started like, you know, started like, um, uh, having issues with my boss, with his boss, uh, went to, uh, to, to the ombudsman to kind of complain about everything. So, you know, my mind wasn't, wasn't working fine. So it's like, it was no peace in it. Like there was like a complete, complete disbalance in the chemistry, couldn't feel peace, anything. So they fired me, gave me very good uh, severance package and, you know, good riddance. I was so happy that that happened because I, finally I was able to be by myself. So that lady, she said, "How come? How come you you you've been you've had this chronic insomnia, severe insomnia, and you never 
um, turn to cannabis. I said, like, I mean, I can. Cannabis is easily legal, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. So as I, you know, was um, uh, falling in love with her, we had a very good romantic relationship, you know, and she was she was using cannabis, uh, you know, on a daily basis. At some point, I was just like, you know, <laughs> I decided, why not? You know, <laughs> nobody sees me. I'm like, you know, uh, during the during the night, I had a few, you know, few puffs of that. And brother, I got to tell you, I fell asleep like a baby. And I slept for like eight hours without waking up. Like in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. You're just like, this is like, it's almost like a miracle. It's a miracle. It's no, not, not, nothing short of a miracle. I called my friends who cared about me at that time. And I said, guys, you know what? I was so freaking indoctrinated about, about cannabis. I thought it's a bad thing, man. This is a medicine. So yes, after that, I, I became so curious, like, how come, how come my suffering for three years after all that started? And I, I mean, there, there was a reason why suffer, I had to, to endure that, you know, but I started learning about that online and everything. And, you know, why is it legal and who is using it and why, why is it, why is it, why does it affect, like, why does it help people sleep? And I, I started referring to cannabis, not as a, as a narcotic or drug, but as a medicine. Because okay. right. to me, it was a medicine that, that literally saved my life at that time, saved my further decline. I started sleeping. I, I became more hopeful that, you know, there is there's going to be is hope for me. There's going to be relief for me because nothing worked. So, yeah, that's that's when I first first uh, experienced ex experienced a plant medicine yeah. in my life. And I think what is even more interesting is, is that you know, you're on this journey and you were married, like you said, you're raising a little boy. Um, and then it wasn't until you decided, okay, I, I need to separate from your, from your partner. You left your job because you said you're all alone. And then all of a sudden introduce this new woman into your life who then introduces you to this like plant medicine, which you've never tried before. It was never, you know, introduced to you. It was never um, like, a positive thing to even be around from, like you said, the, the Soviet Union. And here it is, this woman, it just sounds like, like from your, from your, you had a certain life, right. That was going a certain direction. And all of a sudden you got off that path and you just took a side road. And along that way, you pick like this woman is almost like a hitchhiker. You pick her up, you get her in your car. She's like, here, try this. And then you're just cruising in this other direction. And I'm guessing this is where the story continues, right? Like, um... absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, since then, since since then, you know, I I really started like um, another background about me. I before that, I was always a, a atheist. I never talked about God. I never had. I never prayed before. I didn't know what, like, what that, how even to approach that, because I grew up in a, in a very, like, you know, uh, in a society that that you know, basically didn't have access to religion or mainstream uh, sort of uh, access. And you know, when when you are pushed in life to 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 the brink, basically, were it's you know, for me to you know, it's hard to 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 explain how. How I felt to people who never experienced chronic insomnia or never experienced panic attacks. It's very hard to explain the amount of suffering, the amount of suffering that, that a person goes through. You know, people, not everybody, everybody even can go through that. I know that many people are taking their lives because of that. Mm. So, so that amount of suffering that I started ask, asking questions why the first time in my life. I started asking questions because I my life was always so good. I never complained about nothing. Always healthy, always successful. You know, good job, good wife, healthy son, yeah. good parent. Never. And then suddenly my life like turned upside down. Maybe maybe it was upside down. I don't know. And now we started straightening up. I don't know. <laughs> so, but. I started quest asking questions. What is life? What is suffering? Why am I? Why am I looking like this? Why? Why? What is going on with my body? Why I have no strength? Why I can't run? Why I can't exercise? Everything is hurting. 
I can't go to the gym. I, like, you know, my, my, my heart, I have chest pains all the time. I go to the hospitals. They make, you know, those x-rays. No, sir, you don't have a heart attack. You, you're good to go. And it's, so I started asking questions. I started going online and I, you know, I, I started looking at, 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 and you know, like, I mean, you're looking at, at, at you know, in, in the internet. And late, later on, I, look, I, I realized that universe is looking at you and giving you all the teachers, all the books, all the instruments, including the cannabis that, that, I, that, I, that I mentioned before. Yeah. And, you know, I started learning about some esoteric uh, teachings about religion, about what it is that makes people, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. And, and like at the time, though, you probably didn't look at it like the universe was giving you something, right? That's something that you probably learned years later. But with, at the time when you were no, actually, no, absolutely no, I didn't have that awareness. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You did not have that awareness and stuff. But I think it's commendable that you were willing to try something no. new, right? You're willing to try something new to to, um, to hopefully propel you into a new direction. And it sounds like you know, taking that cannabis was a catalyst for so many other things. So how, how, how did things kind of evolve from there? So once you started taking the cannabis, at this point, you didn't have a job. Like, where, where, did, where did your life, when started, things started getting back on track, like, where did your life take you next? Yes. So the, the, the next powerful discovery was, happened to me when I, when I started going to uh, avatar training, I'll, I'll, I'll tell about it later in a, in a minute, but I'll just tell what led to that. So as I said, as I was going, going to the, through these books, the first book about God that I, that I, that, that actually, you know, found me or I found it was uh, conversations with God, by Donald Walsh and Donald Walsh, uh, why it appealed to me because he had a very similar, similar story that, that, that I had the guy who, ended up being homeless, you know, broke, broken relationships, no resources. Uh, you know, in this book, he started shouting, like, you know, he described how he, was, how he started like being angry at God and demanding answers. And this book was the first book that, that actually started opening me up to, I, to the idea of, of harmony in the universe, to the idea of, the, of peace to the idea that we basically, with our beliefs, with, with our attitudes, we create either the paradise on earth or the hell on earth. It was so appealing to me because I came to the realization that it was me, it was me, no one else, that created all that suffering for myself. I never thought in my life that I'm, I'm going somewhere wrong I thought that I was always right and I was going in the right direction but that book given all that suffering that gave me this wonderful perspective that Sergey if you did all that if you created all that then you certainly can undo that you can certainly find that harmony you can certainly find peace and find God not that I became like you know suddenly all religion religious and everything because at that time you know Jehovah Witnesses came to my house, knocked on my door, started talking to me about God. You know, I was very curious. Yes. And, you know, I started learning about this and this, like, started, like you know, this religion, that religion, this uh, theology, like, you know, Buddhism and everything. Starting to, like, you know, and, and every religion that talks about these things, about suffering, about how we, what we put out there, that's what we get back. And it certainly started making more sense in my life, how I started creating that, that, that reality, that 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 make me made me so sick and at some point i found this teaching uh this school um in in the states in florida it's called star's edge and the teaching is called avatar basically it's a set of set of uh, uh set of exercises they're they, they're only uh their only doctrine they're, there's no like you know there's no materials that they want you to memorize or believe in it's not like that they have only one doctrine that what you believe, you experience, which was in line with everything that that was making sense to me so far by that, by that age. I think I was like uh, 36 or something. So I went to a, to a mini course for two days on the weekend and I did those exercises. And you know what? I, I felt so much peace within me. 
for the first time in like five years of that of that uh, ordeal, I felt that peace, like something natural that came to me. And I realized, oh my God, that's that's really good. If I do these exercises, th these are these are exercises basically, it's hard to, ex to explain them uh, in this short, they're very simple, but you know what thing is when you do them for two days, you, you experience a shift. And that shift made me made me uh, to get involved with this course for two years after that. So I was going to Florida every like two three months for ten, ten days or, or two weeks. So wait, and this uh, is an experiential. This is yeah. So sorry, maybe, maybe you're going to get yeah, into this, but I'd be, I uh, maybe you can just touch on like what that shift was and how it was so impactful for you um, in that stage of your life. And also, I'm curious to know like. When you started going through this shift, how did you start reflecting on those previous years in your life when things were so, um, you know, I don't want to use negative, but things were so kind of like um, affecting you so so in, in a bad way? Yeah. Um, so I had, um, you know, th that program consists of, of interesting, very interesting uh, exercise. Sometimes you do them by yourself. Sometimes you do that with a partner. Sometimes you do that with a designated master of that, of that program. So the idea is that you become like your own psychologist uh, in a way, but you know, nobody shrinks you, you do that yourself. And there are exercises, for example, at that time, you know, I felt a lot of, a lot of, in internal anguish and pain and disease about about you know where i was in my life so i couldn't i couldn't still i couldn't understand how that happened to me that that i completely came up like you know completely changed the course of my life like i mean i could not i didn't know where i was going so i started like using those tools and started going within you basically take those uh, you take what 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 uh, really um, bothers you like for example uh broken marriage you know what's going to happen with my son you know my career my physical physical uh you know uh state like my mental state all these things you take these things and you take these core these exercises and you go in with these exercises okay and amazing thing is that once, once you once you shift around those perceptions and those beliefs that are behind this, the pain that, that that you feel, it's so palpable that you actually start feeling feeling that you know it doesn't it's no longer there. Hmm. It it no longer is is bothering you, and it's like it releases and relieves you to the point where you actually have some some energy and some clarity about life, about things. You start looking at things. Oh my God, this is not true, actually. This is actually what I believe. And beliefs can change. And once I believe, change the belief, my view of that, my perception of that changes. You free yourself. Yeah, I you think... Free. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just um, what I'm kind of like hearing from you is when you when you shifted your your mindset from focusing on the external world versus focusing on your in, internal world it sounds like that's what kind of led to a lot of these big breakthroughs that you were having is that is that kind of fair to say like your like your previous life if you will when you were going through all those um those years of all those kind of tragic things that were happening to you um it sounds like you were just really heavy focusing on the external life right? As opposed to focusing what's important to you from an, from an internal perspective. Is that kind of fair to say? Yes, that, that, and, 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 but the main point that, that, that was, that was making, healing my spirit was that I knew at that time, not intellectually, but through the experience. It's like, you know, you do this, you do this. It's like you playing basketball, you playing basketball and you learn how to play basketball and you actually know that you're playing basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. Same with this. You learn to do that, these exercises, and, 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 and the stuff that bothers you go. And you start realizing, my God, if I can do that to my consciousness, if I can 
single-handedly using these exercises, if I can change my beliefs, if I can change my beliefs and change my experience, I can do anything. Okay, that's pretty powerful. It's very powerful. You know, I was flying. I, it, I like started growing my wings back. I just like, I started taking full responsibility for everything was in my life. I started reevaluating what happened before my disease, what happened after that. You know, I removed all guilt from, from myself using these exercises. I removed all hard feelings, like or what was on the surface. And it, and it like, it, you, you get really, you have a lot of power with it because you change your experience. So if you, you could, so knowing what you know now, if you could go back to that time period, would there be any advice that you would give to that younger version of yourself to help maybe um, alleviate some of that anxiety and stress and to protect you from, from going through those challenges? Oh man, I have so much advice that I would give myself, but I don't think that that previous myself would ever listen to myself, to, 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 to myself these days, ever. That's ever. That's, a, that's a big kind of um, insight, if you will, right? Like you can't, like if you feel like you couldn't even go back, that version of yourself that you were back then must have been so closed off to anything outside of his yeah. normal life that he wouldn't be open to hear anything about it. And, and, and I mean, now look at you now. It's like you're, you did a complete 180. Yeah, yeah. Back then I was running marathon, man. I was not marathon, but sprint all my life. Yeah. No time, no time to, to think, reflect or pray or, or forgive or, um, you know, think that, that I might be doing something like, you know, maybe my life is not, is not, is not you know, <laughs> in harmony or something like, I mean, if you, if you came to me and said, Sergey, when I was 30, you know, let's talk about God. Let's like, you know, you're not, you're living life out of balance. Look like uh, uh, the impact that you're having on your family. I'd say, Jerry, you know, like, I mean, you've read some books, like I understand, but let's have some, some, some vodka and like, you know, uh, really like listen to some loud music and it will pass, you know, <laughs> That's, yes. that, 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 that was the guy I was. Yeah. So, so what's the journey you feel like you're on now? I mean, like, what do you feel like, um, like you're still a software engineer, I believe so, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you, have, you, have you found like a new kind of passion for being a software engineer again? Do you look at it differently? Um, or are you trying to, are you still continuing to try to find um, a different way of, of following your purpose and, and serving others the way that you kind of feel like you're um, put here to do? Right, right, right. You know, I do software engineering right now. I work, I work for different companies and, you know, I work in a different way, way differently than, than I used to, you know, I'm, it's, you know, it's very, very short time right now to talk about everything, but I am not pushing for, for, you know, for the stars. I'm not going to, I'm not planning to <laughs> what I was used to plan to be, to have a big company and to, you know, and, and earn millions of dollars. No, that is gone, man. That is gone completely. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at life very differently. And speaking of the life purpose, uh, since, since, you know, over these 20 years, I've traveled a lot. You know, I've done a lot of things that, that we don't have time to talk about. You know, I've, uh, uh, there was another great shift that I, that I had in life uh, when I drank ayahuasca, you know, that was, that was a shift again. It was something that, that, just over one night, it changed, changed so much, so much for me, you know, one night, just one ceremony, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, we don't have much time about that, but since then, I was, you know, traveling to Peru, to Costa Rica, and I drank ayahuasca with shamans, I have uh, continued, uh, you know, my um, apprenticeship with the universe, I've uh, developed interesting new tools that I'm using on a daily basis, and, uh, yeah, I, I, am, wouldn't, uh, now I wouldn't mind like just um, if you could touch on those tools and stuff like, you know, for, for people that are, are listening and stuff, um, ayahuasca is a plant medicine that um, is usually found, like uh, Sergey was saying, in Peru or Brazil within the Amazon uh, jungle. And you can Google it and you can learn more about it. Uh, but it is a pretty common tool, uh, especially more these nowadays for people to really exploring their lives and, and trying to get another sense of purpose. Ayahuasca seems to be a tool that people seem to be exploring more and more these days. 
Um, but what, what other tools could, you know, could you speak to that you've been using to continue um, keeping yourself grounded, keeping yourself level, you know, keeping yourself from getting stressed and, and returning back to that old version of yourself? Right, right. No, I, I could never go back to, to, to that version of myself, you know. Uh, that the ayahuasca tool, I mean, the avatar tools that I mentioned, I'm using them on a, uh, on a regular basis. They're actually part of me now because when you practice them uh, for a certain number of, uh, of years, they become part of your consciousness. So it's uh, whatever happens, you know, uh, I'm, you know, very self-aware about my thoughts, about what I think about, about life, you know, um, and, you know, there's no negativity. I know that whatever I you know, put in the universe will come back at me. So I've learned how to like, I've mastered positive mindset. I mean, not that I'm resisting any, like things like conflicts and everything, negative emotions still visit me sometimes, but you know, I know how to address them. And, you know, there's, uh, there are tools such as breathing, you know, breathing techniques and breathing in itself. Um, you know, I lived until the age of maybe 35, 37, and that was never aware of my breath and the power of the breath, but learning to, to work with it and how to quiet the mind, how to use meditations. You know, it gives you such a perspective about the mind that the mind is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a logical machine. It's like running its, its things, it's running its tools, it's running its ideas and it, you know, sometimes it's coherent, sometimes it, it all over the place. So the, the breathing when it's done, when it's done the way that works for you, you know, or worked in this case for me, I know how, when to use it, you know, to quiet myself, uh, in order to be aware, just like, okay, this is the machinery, it runs its own game, okay, so how do I, how do I work with it so that it quiet, it goes quiet and finds it, like, knows its own, like, you know, its place. Um, plant medicines, cannabis, using it, uh, you know, when I need to use it, I sometimes drink ayahuasca ceremonies, it's ayahuasca medicines, sometimes other medicines, such as San Pedro, it's the cactus that comes from Peru, uh, that connects with nature. We just had a ceremony two weeks ago. Oh my God, incredible experience. So once, you know, it <laughs> touches you, puts you in touch with mother nature, with, with, with Pachamama, how they call it in Peru. And this experience in itself, it, it grounds you so much that from that, you just, during that, you hear the planet, you hear the, 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 the sounds, even the sound of the rain, of the water, of the leaves, of the trees in a very different way. You become... You become more attuned to the to the breath of the planet, to to the energies, to life. Mm -hmm. You know, ayahuasca taught me how not to be afraid of death. Showed me that death is is nothing is nothing bad. It just it's just part of life. Showed me how to accept it properly, so it doesn't bother me. You know. Yes. You know that. Yeah. So a lot of tools that I've learned to do, and I'm doing that them. As I, as I need to do them, universe guides me. I'm, I'm very aligned with the universe. You know, she sends me teachers, she sends me friends, she sends me plant, plant medicines when I need to. And uh, yeah, that's how, I, uh, that's how I keep evolving. And, and I'm learning, learning, you know, learning, learning a lot of things every, every, every month, every week, I would say. So what, <clears throat> what kind of advice do you think you would give to someone, you know, who is maybe on a similar path to you, um, Maybe they're having a lot of anxiety, having a lot of stress. Maybe they're having these panic attacks. Just someone in their life that may be running through a harder time and is confused for why this stuff is happening to them. Like if you could speak to someone like that, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Um, you know, I, I kind of have, have this, this uh, uh, observation in life that that the more we suffer, the more people suffer, the more they're motivated to, to look for, for answers. That's true. So if somebody experiences like, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, then it's a natural, it's a natural way to start asking questions. Why am I experiencing that? And the most powerful question is, how do I cause that? Yeah, that's powerful right there. Because then just by asking that question alone, like you said earlier, you're taking responsibility for your life. And that's a great prompt. That's a great question to ask. Yeah, yeah. And then when that question is sent to the universe and somebody is, is committed to be present and, and hear the answer, things will come up. Just like this, this interview. You know, people who need to hear that will hear that. 
and you know there will be no strange people and they will hear certain certain thoughts certain ideas and they will know the answer they will know what to what to take up first you know ask you questions maybe ask me questions go online learn about cannabis learn about ayahuasca learn about belief systems learn about how we manifest our reality learn about you know maybe universe life and death different different perspectives but i would say one thing is most important is that there is a limit to how much you can you can just read i would say that personal experience is the only transformational uh, power that exists there one has to go through the training in order to get to get like real result uh, reading listening talking it's just like you know it's a it's 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 a, it's an exchange of concepts and different pointers but but like same thing with with basketball i like to to make this example right. you can read you can read about basketball you can get a phd about basketball but if you want to learn basketball you have to go on the court and play you got to play it man that, that is such good advice because i feel like there's so much content out there and you know even in my own self development journey um, i i read books i watch videos i listen to podcasts and i had that same kind of eye-opening um, experience where I realized it wasn't until I started taking the right action that things started actually really changing in my life. But I don't want to discredit those books and those videos and those podcasts oh, for and sure. because sometimes that's the entryway into, you know, into the next chapter of your life, into your own journey and stuff. And, and that was kind of the premise of me wanting to have you on here is just for someone like yourself to share like, a story that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I'm sure a lot of people, even myself, like I always thought I had to grow up and have a certain type of job and house and car and live a certain type of way. But along my way, I felt like something was off. I didn't have the panic attacks and all the things that you did, but I got to a point of depression where I was so sad and just lost because I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And it wasn't until somebody introduced me to self-development, to just working on my internal self and even spirituality, some of the plant medicines that you're referring to as well, where I finally felt like I was trying to tap into my real self. And it's taking me also, like I'm still going on that journey. Like I'm probably four years deep right now and I've had some great breakthroughs and stuff. But I think another important thing to mention, and, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is you probably wake up every day and have to and kind of reset yourself and ground yourself and set that attention that you're going to continue to work on yourself and, and put, like it, it's not like a, a snap in the fingers and all of a sudden everything is just beautiful it's work you, you actually have to spend the time because in your case you know you said you were in your 30s well that's 30 plus years of, of a similar pattern and similar beliefs and emotions in your subconscious that you kind sure. of have to shift right yeah Jerry, you got it right. You know, I would say I would say that before I was saying like when I, when I was talking to people or texting, I would say have a good day. Now I say create a good day, and that captures everything. You have to create it, man. You have to create it, and you create it with your practices in the morning, being grateful for life. I have songs that I just sing in the morning, like you know, one of them is goes like uh, uh, every day. Think when you wake up. I am so fortunate that I woken up, you know, like things like that. You just, you yeah, just help yourself. You help yourself. And thing is, when you practice that enough, that becomes your mindset and it becomes easier and easier and easier and you become more present and, you know, universe reflects your attitudes towards you. You get more, more warmth. You notice the right things The you know, the bad thoughts, they just kind of, get disempowered you become wiser yeah that's the way that's the way to go for sure yeah, so, so kind of just to sum up what you're saying as well it's almost like like when you wake up do you, do you find yourself doing i don't know a similar routine each morning each day like you said to kind of set that tone for the day and, and to kind of infuse it with positivity and gratefulness and love and just kind of like um or or is it just something that you've kind of embedded into your subconscious now and that's just like your way of life uh, yeah they become as a, like not, i can i can't say that that i like had like for two three years i had the same routine no it's it's boring my routine changes all the time for example for two months for three months i may have found like good good tools like you know a certain type of songs or a certain you know right. 
uh, types of music. I after after ayahuasca, I started started playing music, playing drums, flutes, didgeridoos, like you know, yeah. all sorts of musical instruments. And sometimes, you know, I am in the flow for a month or two every morning. I'm playing instruments. Sometimes it's it, you know, I go into a different kind of like you know phase. And I, I need other tools like meditations, for example, probably maybe staying in nature uh, more, more often could be prayers. I can find a new prayer. Sometimes I even have my own poetry sometimes comes to me or my own healing songs like Icaros, if you heard. Uh, so different things. It's, it's interesting right. how when you open universe always sends you the right tools and people for, for you to practice that. And that's always fresh. It ne it's never stale. It's never dogma. Okay, so it's more about just the consistency of having some kind of practice, whether it's meditation exactly. or singing a song or playing an instrument, just something for you, right? To, to make sure that you're having fun Certainly. and you're enjoying yourself and that you're Certainly. doing the things that you really love. So yeah, I think you, you've dropped a lot of like uh, wisdom on us today. A lot of little timbits that, you know, if people can pull out of this, I, I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of wise and things that people can really uh, benefit from from the things that you're saying so again I, I appreciate you being on the podcast and just sharing your story uh with us i think we can definitely go on and uh, there's definitely other episodes that we can talk about the plant medicine and different things that you you kind of really experience but i think for now we'll just kind of we'll just kind of leave it at that i think you've shared enough and um, if anybody wanted to, let's say, connect with you or reach you, if they had any questions, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, um, well, uh, I think that, you know, I am, I am on, um, on Signal. I am on um, WhatsApp. Oh, so, have, like uh, an email can... address or, or an email address, maybe something I could just share um, in the description yeah, yeah, yeah. of the podcast. My, yeah, my email address is uh, Asses and Sam. V is in Victor, as in Apple, S is in Sam, I L Y E U. Okay. S is, yeah, did you get the first part? At yahoo.ca. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll follow up with you after just to make sure I have the right one. Uh, that's quite yeah. the email address you got there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but again, Sergey, it sounds like, you know, again, you've had an incredible journey and like I think all like your life lessons the fact that you should continue to share them and you continue to put them out there because I think a lot of people can benefit uh, from hearing what you've gone through and I think you have a lot of really really good energy too um, that you really just light up a room and I think people you know will kind of feed off of that and you could change people's lives just by you know just by your presence alone and just by sharing uh, what you've been through so again thank you for being on the episode and, you know, we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Master Your Mindset. Thank you. All the best. Thank you.